This is District Sentinel Radio. I'm Sam Knight. Sam Sachs has been given the afternoon off. Doesn't deserve the afternoon off, uh, but he has been given one. That's that's a little mean and uh, a little anti-labor, actually, but whatever. We're just going to roll with it. Today, joining me is Riley from the podcast Trash Future. We're discussing an instant classic piece of centrist rat fucking from the UK, the People's Vote campaign, the bid to hold a referendum to overturn the 2016 Brexit referendum, which uh, was really, when it comes down to it, it was really more aimed at um, overturning the rising uh, popularity of the left in the UK. Anyway. What? No. Riley, no way. thanks for coming on. What? And Hang on. I'm it, sorry. Did saying, I did I scoop you there? No. Are you telling me that the whole? I thought we were just going to come on to talk about which one of the marches we liked best, and I was going to make my case as to why the woofferendum "Walk Our Dogs <laughs> to Cancel Brexit" march was the most fun one because it had the best pun name. The woofferendum is it? That was the protest uh, with the woman. Uh, who had a sign that says, you tell him he can't go skiing next year, Teresa, and it was a, a, a picture of her dog? Yes. No, that sounds like a joke, but to American listeners, that sounds like a joke, but yes. <laughs> so, um, yes, so Brexit is back in the news again with Boris Johnson trying to either work out a deal or force a no-deal Brexit. Um, mm-hmm. But rather than pick up with recent policy development straight away, I think to understand why everything is so infuriating right now, uh, we need to step back a few years, uh, give a general overview of things. So in 2016, of course, Leave wins the Brexit referendum. In 2017, Labor ran basically on accepting the referendum and Corbin, Jeremy Corbyn almost becomes prime minister in a snap general election. The very next year in 2018, something called uh, uh, the People's Vote Campaign was founded. Uh, it basically established uh, to push for a second referendum on the first referendum. Uh, of course, the first vote was also a people's vote, and that didn't exactly go their way. But nevertheless, they branded it as a people's vote. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't go a second people's vote. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the campaign was effective in that it got labor to adopt a, um, a position supporting a second referendum at the 2019 general election, uh, mm-hmm. whereupon the party was decimated. Yes, and, and so that's a, correct. A few days after... Boris Johnson became prime minister. Uh, sorry, a few days after Boris Johnson became prime minister, the People's Vote as a group disbanded, and now we're <gasps> se- <laughs> now we're seeing in 2020 uh, under the current Labour leader Keir Starmer that Labour is now campaigning on getting Brexit done, which of course yeah. was Boris Johnson's um, slogan in 2019. And not only that, but uh, the Liberal Democrats, whose entire raison d'etre was fucking, you know, trying to have sex with the the stars that make the EU flag, um, they no longer think that uh, remaining is something that the party should aspire to do. And so I think to to get us 
to this point, um, to understand how we got to this point, I think it helps to to take a look at who was behind people's vote. And I think that might be a good place to uh, to toss over to you. Or if you think there is something that I left out that needs to be addressed, I don't know. Go ahead. Sure. So a couple of things. Number one, um, first of all, what really what you what what's happened is here. I'll work backwards from Starmer's position of get Brexit done, which is that um, all it took was what uh, four years, um, and in uh, four years, uh, one closely run election, one decimating election. Uh, fighting tooth and nail every step of the way, but we finally got uh, everyone in the Labour Party to accept Labour's 2017 Brexit position. You know, they, 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 the Labour sensibles, all it took was a, uh, you know, because they're the ones who aren't, you know, devoted to ideology or whatever, all it took was the complete decimation of the party's electoral chances for the next 10 years for them to finally actually realize that this thing that won a majority in a nationally won referendum several years ago uh, was something that was popular, uh, because yeah, you know, and and that, and and that's 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 really what you have to realize. This is the 2017 Brexit position, which is we're going to do it, but we're going to do it sort of nicely and in a way that favors workers uh, rather than favors capital. Now, the other thing uh, Starmer is allergic to is making sort of concrete plans, and I mean, as much as I like to see concrete plans, I mean, you know, as a old socialist. But um, equally, like, uh, there's going to be an election in, like, four years. What's he, Any plan he makes is going to be totally facile, so whatever with that. But largely the messaging is that it's going to be Labour's 2017 Brexit position. The other thing is how the second referendum made it into uh, the Labour platform is uh, via the conference. So This is the uh, 2019 platform here. That's right. Yeah. So it was at the 2019 conference, uh, there was essentially just a large group of the Parliamentary Labour Party, plus a lot of these second referendum campaigners, which is weird. They only ever targeted Brit uh, uh, Labour. They never targeted any of the other parties. Um, and again, whether you think that's rat-fucking or whether you think that's just this is the place they thought they could win, you know, either way, it had the same outcome. Um, and, you know, Labour did adopt this, this Brexit position in 2019, and it did cause everything to, uh, it was one of the many contributory causes to everything exploding. You know, again, I'm not one of these people who says it was one thing. You know, um, if you look like all of those seats in the middle of the country, the old red wall, could, inescapable phrase, um, the, the vote share, Labour's vote share was declining there for like 40 years, like for just a very long time, because Labour is now, because Britain is so stratified by, uh, it's, 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 your experience of life in Britain is largely defined by your age. And as much as a lot of those people who would have been lifetime labor voters don't have the material interests of a labor voter, they're retired pensioners who own their houses, you know, mm -hmm. labor can't really offer them anything. Uh, but, and so, and anyway, that's a very long way of saying, um, that this was certainly one of the causes, but it wasn't the only cause. Um, and, uh, it's also a way of saying that they didn't get in there but necessarily by skullduggery, but I think it certainly got in there by astroturfing. Um, and if you want to talk about astroturfing, then all you really have to do is just go to the websites of something like People's Vote or Our Future, Our Choice or For Our Future's Sake or uh, Britain Stronger in Europe. Just go to any of these websites and I'm certain you will find 
um, you know, a, a long record of, um, oh, wait, you won't because all of the websites are gone. <laughs> all gone. They're all they've fallen off the face of the Internet. Now it's basically on December 13th, all those organizations were like, well, nothing more we can do because, you know, in, in this country, the right is assumed to be this like lump and mass that cannot be lobbied um, and sort of the rest of the country must be saved from. Uh, and so, you know, it, it, and I'm, I'm just trying to give you almost like the, the charitable narrative of the extent to which was this a specifically anti-Corbin labor rat fuck or was it just part of the psychosis, the bizarre psychoses that drive this country? And the answer is both. So if we want to talk about some of the people who are actually behind this stuff, um, there was the one sort of biggest group was People's Vote. And the biggest bit of People's Vote was Open Britain. Um, Open Britain was started by uh, or had led by Roland Rudd, brother of Amber Rudd, deporter of, um, you know, many, many British citizens to their deaths for being black. Um and so, great guy. And the she was, owner, Amber Amber Rudd was Home Secretary oh. during the uh, Windrush deportations. Yes. Correct. Uh, I I forgot it's an American show. I have to clarify that. That's Amber right. Rudd, former former Tory Home Secretary, now has a sex podcast with her own daughter. Mm. <laughs> so Normal. This island is so cool. God damn. Um, and Roland Rudd is like again one of like one of the richest people. Uh, he has like a tw his house is a 20 million pound West London mansion. Um, and, uh, you know, Open Britain and, and People's Vote deeply interconnected. There's sort of an it's an umbrella organization of like nine different organizations. But many of them are much are quite small. So like uh, like they, they, they have um, uh, collaborating groups include Our Future, Our Choice, which is dead. Uh, for a future's sake, dead. European movement, UK, dead. Open Britain, not dead, which we'll talk about later. Um, and I'm oh, sorry, best for Britain, rather, which we'll talk about later. This is Open Britain. So they basically hold a bunch of marches that say uh, we didn't we didn't like what went on in the referendum, and then created and and, and um, you know as and as you as you get on right as the uh, as you begin to like see, huh? It's interesting. Yes, the the main people they're lobbying are um, are are labor, and most of their most of their uh, bigwigs are people who are, for some of them, directly named in the labor leaks report. Some mm. of them are uh, people like Alistair Campbell, who was kicked out of the party for um, for uh, 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 sort of campaigning against labor. Some of them are. Uh, either th so they're a combination of like liberal Tories like Dominic Grieve, Tom Watson, who was you know constantly you know, ha like hostily briefing the press. Um, you're looking at uh, you know Jess Phillips and and so on and so on. You um, you essentially have to like you have to see this largely as a liberal as a a, a liberal pressure group, right? Uh, but the interesting thing is also that um, is that Rudd. Uh, just in the run-up to the 2019 election, when it had been called, uh, there was a big fracture in the Open Britain um, uh, organization, where a lot of the staff, a lot of the younger staff, were then wanting to say, okay, well, now what we have to do is we have to campaign, uh, because we have to campaign for, like, for labor now, because we have to tactically, we have to tactically allocate 
sort of our campaigning efforts they to get took labor our, in they, where it they can. They took our position, so we should yeah. campaign for them. Uh, but then, um, uh, as I understand it, uh, Rudd then fired <laughs> the people who were sort of in, involved in that, mm. and, and then hired one of the people named from the labor leaks as the uh, campaign's interim chief executive. It it um, um, it, it strongly suggests that. Um, all that and versus <clears throat> what uh, Starmer is saying now with getting Brexit done, it, it does strongly suggest that uh, this people's vote stuff it, it it wouldn't have happened if there was if there was a Blairite if there was a, a centrist in power they would they would have just said well here's just another thing we have to uh, triangulate on no big yeah, deal yeah it's just. It's one of these things, okay, was basically the way that politics works in Britain ever since the Lib Dems split from Labour is that the Lib Dems will always promise whatever Labour, like they always position themselves in opposition to Labour. So, for example, if Labour says in, if Labour says out, then the Lib Dems say in. Um, and if Labour says we're going to reduce tuition fees, then the Lib Dems say we're going to eliminate tuition fees. And their their position is very flexible. And then you know, spoiler alert, when they get in, they raise tuition fees, but their position is very flexible. Um, and, 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 and so it's the same thing with like the labor, right? You know, the goal of like the Starmer faction of the labor party, like just now said, get Brexit done. So adopted the very, of all of labor's Brexit positions, the most successful one by the numbers was 2017. You know, they have now adopted that one. Um, and it's very clear. And it seems like, the goalposts on what an acceptable form of Brexit is shift on the basis of the labor left is always wrong. And whatever they might say, it is now wrong. And it seems as though, you know, what with with all of with a with a sensible Blairite back in charge of the Labour Party, there is no more need to pressure labor, even though we are now getting the hardest possible Brexit. If largely given up on the politics of this thing. At, at, you know, well, it's like we have left the European Union. Right. But if you want to look at now what Open Britain, uh, sorry, uh, Open Britain is, is still still exists. Uh, the biggest one. Um, I copied a list of their current goals. Um, uh, it has now been rebranded as Democracy Unleashed. It's one of the few that still exists. <laughs> and their last political action is um, a request for donations so they can submit a petition that Dominic Cummings shouldn't shouldn't be as weird as he is. Mm. Uh, Dominic Cummings, of course, is the uh, prime minister's advisor uh, who basically runs the country and uh, got into a bit of trouble recently because uh, he drove from the south of England to the north of England while everyone was mm. in lockdown to drop off his kids at his parents' house or something. And, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's just something like that. Um, um, oh, oh, yeah. By the so, way, so I, they want to tell him to behave. That is, I forgot to, I forgot to mention. And, and, um, and, and th wait, 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 wait. This is yeah, also, um, you, you trash future, you gang on the trash future show would joke about uh -huh. this a lot, which is that um, the people's vote and and all the sort of Twitter accounts with hashtag FBPE, uh, mm. they were all urging Jeremy Corbyn to uh, invoke some procedural trickery invoking like article 50 of something or something in order to annul uh, the Brexit vote. 
And you, you would they joke about to... it being the stop Brexit button, like, Jeremy, well, why aren't you pushing the stop Brexit button? And now he's... as soon as Jeremy Corbyn stops being a thing, uh, the no one needs to push the stop Brexit button anymore. Yeah. Well, the thing was, right, there never was a stop Brexit button. Um, the, it's a, there was actually no procedural trickery that Corbyn could have engaged in. They just wanted to hear someone in the, on the labor like on the ground campaigners just wanted to hear someone on the labor front bench tell them they were being heard. Um, they didn't want to look at the math that says most people in Britain want this thing because they're you know a lot of them are middle class liberals who are very used to things just sort of breezily going their way and are kind of annoyed that history is back. You know, they, they just want someone who's going to, you know, cry about the same things they cry about, who will wail and gnash his teeth and rend his garments, but the same thing that they wail and gnash their teeth, gnash their teeth and rend their garments about. And that's what it is, right? It, it, there, is, there was no vote. There was no procedural trickery. There was nothing, nothing that Corbyn could have done to have stopped Brexit, except in their minds, campaigned harder in 2016, again, by, say, by being more enthusiastic about it, for an institution that didn't command much enthusiasm mm. or uh, adopted the position, the disastrous position in 2019 and 2017 because they think that somehow it magically would have been different. Um, but uh, one, one other thing about uh, uh, Open Britain, I forgot. Uh, uh, it also has the head of PR for Deliveroo is one of its directors. Mm. And Deliveroo is basically Uber Eats uh, for, yes. for you guys. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 you guys don't have Deliveroo? Weird. No, uh, we um, have like DoorDash and other crap. I, okay. I've lost track of all. Grubhub is a big yeah. one here. God uh, damn it. No, now I'm just giving these brands free publicity. <laughs> yeah, um, just beep them all out. Uh, but anyway, so right. Too much work. The thing is, here's what Open, so Open Britain, hold on, I'm going to send a Democracy Unleashed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send that time. I'm going to send the website to you. Please do. Yeah, there's even like people from the Eurasia group in there and stuff. It's a... Uh, it's a fucking it's a fucking cesspit. Mm. Uh, where's the chat in Skype? There it is. The Eurasia Group don't they have political uh, risk consultancy? Yeah, they have a lot of ties, I think, to Hillary Clinton's orbit. I seem to recall looking into them in uh, twenty sixteen. But yeah, so here we go. Check anyway. check out this website. Democracy Unleashed: Campaigning to Put Power Back in the Hands of the People. Petition. <laughs> Dominic. Dominic Cummings is, has openly admitted to making life or death decisions, yet advisors aren't accountable to the people. And it's like, uh, by what mechanism do you propose this happens? It's just a donate button. You can hit I agree and have your like email address like added to a list. And then you can donate money because you don't like Dominic Cummings. And they say, what do we want? Our country is at a crossroads. The world has changed forever and there is no going back. Uh, again, there was no going back after December 13th, 2019, because you got what you wanted. Uh, we have some big decisions to make. Pandemic, climate change, inequality, and injustice all need to be addressed. And we want everyone to participate in these vital decisions. We must challenge the ruling elite, says this group that's headed by this <laughs> no, PR oligarch, what, and, like what, this Deliveroo guy. What does this um, mean? Less power in the hands of the ruling elite and more hands and more in the hands of the people. Ah, okay. I no, that's true because I would simply redistribute power uh, into the hands of the people. That that's a pretty yeah. foolproof plan. It's, uh, it's it's not clear how they intend to do this. Maybe some kind of like a system of voting or an app, maybe. 
Well, they, they also want more opportunities to participate in democracy outside election time. Uh, uh, certainly not economic democracy, though. No, no. Uh, I was going to say, one way, that, to, yeah. <laughs> one way to do that is to make it easier to join a union. Uh, but that, funny enough, that doesn't appear on this list anywhere. No, well, it's, it's, it's less power in the hands of the ruling elite. And the ruling elite includes, and this is genuinely true, these people think this, uh, trade union bureaucrats. Um, mm. So less power in the hands of trade unions, which are a type of ruling elite if you have a head injury. Um, and uh, so, you know, more opportunities to participate in democracy, I, I assume by holding Dominic Cummings accountable. Maybe everyone gets to vote on what Dominic Cummings does on a certain day. This is like maybe it's like <laughs> Twitch. But maybe remember Twitch plays Pokemon. We could do like Britain plays Dominic Cummings. This is this is really incredible. There's not even like a token white paper on this website. It's Nothing. just it's literally a petition about Dominic Cummings <laughs> with a photo of him looking menacing uh, in his all wool the, cap. And all the millions of pounds that were spent, all of the all of the rat fucking, the last minute decisions to like the to 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 sort of to keep trying to steer power away from labor, just the sheer amount of money. And they didn't stay in the EU, but they got rid of Corbyn. And so now they're just like, I don't know, more accountability and scrutiny for decision makers. You know, a strong I, voice for everyone. And the last one is my favorite. Open and honest discussion. <laughs> I, I, I know there are two schools of thought uh, within labor on Europe as a project, as it were. There's uh, the, the one school of thought that says, well, uh, Europe can be used to create sort of a continent-wide uh, social benefit and is therefore good. And then the other more realistic, in my view, left-wing view, which is uh, Europe is a capitalist enterprise uh, and therefore it is bad. And uh, to a certain extent, I thought, I for a while I thought that the people's vote um, was a genuine belief in in the latter that uh, Europe is good and whatever, uh, but but it honestly it, it does sort of seem like that the group just sort of used this issue cynically to fuck Corbin. Yeah, and I mean the thing is right. Like I think it's I, I, because I, I just don't to, think they have yeah, principles. I just sorry I didn't finish that thought. Really, I, I don't think they have that many principles. Like a guy like Alistair Campbell. He doesn't give a shit if if they stay in Europe or not, as long as uh, you know, as long as his his team is in power. Yeah, I, I think that's a little bit right, but I I think there's another there, there's also like a little bit of a cultural explanation, which is there okay, a couple of things, right? Uh, number one, like in in Britain, there is this real sense of what is appropriate and seemly, mm -hmm. and ever since sort of 2016, there was a sense among the Alistair Campbells and David Camerons and George Osborns and all these people that something very unseemly had happened. And so I think there was a genuinely visceral opposition to this because it was because their project of making of making Europe a kind of um, a, a modernized, cool country, this kind of thing, like I'll get very af a very affective visceral opposition was gone. And also, like the the fact is, they, they that the 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 things that they liked, their middle class signifiers involved Brit British people, British people who are of a of the middle class, who are of the recent middle class and the recent upper middle class, 
they very much got to feel superior to everyone else in the country by being like, oh, we're a little bit French. We're a little bit European. We're more European. And then the oiks are all more American because they're all fat and like theme parks. And, you know, we all, you know, speak, oh, just a little bit of every language enough to get by when I go to my place in Italy. Right. It's a there's a real cultural revulsion um, to the bread and circuses provided by the EU. So as much as like and the thing, as much as I think quite a bit of the campaigning energy took of, of the Brexit position was we believe that any position Corbyn takes is wrong and we will campaign against it. I, I think that, you know, it, you can't. You cannot understate the power of the British middle class's very insecure need to feel to feel sort of naturally and constitutionally superior to the rest of the country. You really cannot overstate that. So I think it's all of the above, really. Hmm. And as to like as a perfect storm for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As 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 much also as it's as it is, um, you know, useful to do this. I, I don't even fully, I, I mean, I, I agree with your assessment of, of Europe. I even think it's one step further. I think if you, if you scratch the European Union, you're like, hmm, a lot of, a lot of Nazis ended up getting involved in this in the early days. Huh? <laughs> ha. Huh. What, how weird how that happens. <laughs> um, but like, you know, you also have to say like, yeah, probably we shouldn't be in it, but, you know, any moment of dislocation creates extreme opportunity for the people who are in power during the dislocation. You know, so, uh, you know, I'm 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 ambivalent, let's say. Uh, I, I, I always said I'd like to leave. I just like to be us leading us leaving. Uh, I'd rather not leave if it get, creates an opening for the Tories to do stuff. But I'd rather leave if it creates an opening for us to do stuff. You know, in in that sense, because it's it's a massive constitutional change. Like, I don't think people realize how many deep, deep, lo- deep lore laws, if you like, um, the conservatives now just get to rewrite and ram through. Um, in terms of like everything from food standards to like workplace safety, like everything, they get to just rewrite. And what they're doing is they're just basically rewriting all the legislation, more or less, as it is at the beginning. But now they have the power to change it. So, like I said, I, I agree with your assessment. I don't necessarily agree with your conclusion in this case, but just like, yeah, we should be, we should, we should leave. We just shouldn't leave. And I mean, again, it's totally, it's totally uh, academic now. Like we're leaving in the conditions that we're leaving in. It's just to circle us back around to our original point. It's weird how none of these groups seem to care yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, there's one other, there's one sort of group that was beside the People's Vote campaign called Best for Britain. Mm. And that was led by a woman called Naomi Smith, who is a Lib Dem bigwig. Um, and she's now on the podcast called The Romaniacs, mm. uh, which has been plummeting in the Patreon charts. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, they're too, they were too maniacal about Remain. But Best for Britain was one of these other websites that, again, was like this, we have to vote to stop Brexit, stop Brexit, stop Brexit. And they were like, we need to get Remain parties in. But what they did was they interpreted polling data on um, they interpreted like non-general election polling data wherever they could to show Lib Dems as the tactical voting choice, even in the riding of Ken- constituency of Kensington and Chelsea, which a Labour MP won by 20 votes in 2017. 
because the Lib Dems performed well in like a local and European level election that happened subsequently, they said, well, we've decided to model this in such a way so that everywhere we look, we pick a Lib Dem. Uh, and so the, um, the uh, Labour candidate in Kensington and Chelsea, where Grenfell happened, by the way, ended up losing by 150 votes to one of the people who was a Tory councillor when Grenfell was happening because the Lib Dems siphoned off 9,000, uh, probably more than 150 of which were due to Best for Britain basically rat-fucking everyone. If you want to look at what the rat-fuck is, I think Best for Britain is the more obvious rat-fuck mm. um, than just like... The more like direct, obvious. Well, that's just lying because they were tra- yeah, they were trying to position the Lib Dems as as having a realistic chance, and they were really just yeah. driving votes uh, into a black yeah. hole. I got a le- I I lived in Jeremy Corbyn's constituency at the time, um, and I got a letter saying that I should if I wanted to vote for a party that wanted to remain, even after Corbyn announced the second referendum was the policy. I got a letter saying I should vote Lib Dem. In Islington North. <laughs> like, what, dude? <laughs> um, but Best for Britain also hasn't gone completely off the face of the internet like Our Future, Our Choice, or most of the sec- people's vote stuff. It's now taking the same position as Starmer, which is, they're doing Brexit wrong. Mm. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, huh. I guess... Uh... However, they're also, their, their website is full of puns. So on their... Um, on their uh, cheese, they, on August 11th, uh, they published a what we should expect for negotiating uh, a deal in terms of cheese, and it says, "Great expectations, mm. sweet dreams are made of cheese. Cheese a jolly good fellow. E damned if you do. This takes the cracker. Everybody wants a slice." What is this supposed to be about? Trade? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Britain, man. It's a fucking stupid-ass country. So are, are there any more uh, uh, organizations uh, or individuals at the heart of this that we should go over that uh, that you have a, collected a rap sheet on? Um, I mean, there are definitely some people who, like, grifted out like little um, little uh, livings around this. But I think they were just genuinely committed to the European Union. Yeah. Um, like uh, EU Supergirl Madalena Kay, who basically just like dyed her hair like the European flag and then played like did like awful acoustic like ruin a small house party acoustic guitar songs about, you know, how much she loved the common foreign and security policy. But like a bunch of, you know, like middle class, uh, like Peter Mandelson Jr. dads who work in like IT and live in Luton or whatever were like, oh, I love you, Madalena. <laughs> And then there was one guy, I don't remember his name, but he like camped out outside of parliament for sort of four years um, and he wore a, a, a European flag top hat. Um, and, you know, I guess he's gotten to go home. Uh, so maybe he was a rat fuck, actually, because he's not still there. Um, but yeah, look, I, the way to understand this, right, is I, do I necessarily think everyone involved in every one of these campaigns was specifically doing it to fuck over the Labour Party? No. Do I think that the outcome, the, the, if we say, as we say on Trash Feature, the purpose of a system is what it does. Do I think it is very clear the fact that these organizations ceased campaigning um, uh, after, sort of, after, let's say, uh, the Labour Brexit position or was no longer a wedge that would drive um, a, a division between sort of the Labour left and the rest of the party? I think that the if you think the purpose of a system is what it does, then what it did was that. And 
it didn't really do much in terms of continuing to work against Brexit, even though you, because they just say, oh, well, I'm too. De-. When I actually said when I start a campaign called Rejoin, ugh, I'm too depressed now. I'm too tired. And it's like then you don't understand politics. You never had a political interest because your interests don't change now. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, if you had an interest in staying in the European Union, it's still the same. You still have that interest. Nothing has changed. How come just because you lost that one thing, either you're kind of a wuss or you don't have any politics to begin with. And what you really wanted was you wanted to hear your views reflected to you from the labor dispatch box. And goddamn, if it destroys the party first. And I think the fact that, you know, most of these organizations have now vanished. I think it's a it is a a textbook case of centrist rat fucking whether intentionally or not because most centrists just like to feel smart and they want their politicians to say to reassure them that i'm smart i like you i'd think you were smart if we met if we were still in the eu we'd be at brunch right now um uh, effectively yes i think and, I, and, hey, we're not in the eu and <laughs> they've realized they can just go to brunch so they're at brunch i think one more uh one more fact to bring up which really drives home um the rat fucking thesis, which is that even if this isn't intentionally rat fucking, even if you can't prove uh, mens rea in a rat fuck conspiracy, that you're plotting a, a, a constellation of points that is, is outlining a, a rat fuck, uh, which is that uh, when Boris Johnson, not long after he first became prime minister, uh, he was kicking MPs out of the party, basically. I think you call it uh, removing the whip from their, from their hand yeah. or some, some shit like that. Removing the whip. Yeah, removing the whip. And this was, the Tories were not in a majority at this point. And Corbyn reached out to the Lib Dems and everyone in opposition and said, look, we, let's make me caretaker prime minister for six months and ensure that we don't get this hard Brexit. Uh, and you know, just a caretaker for six months, you know, then another Anyez in Bolivia. (laughs) Well, had it been explained to them like that, they, they may have, uh, been more amenable to it. But anyway, the point is big Bible. The point is, is that Corbin actually did create a stop Brexit button for them, or at least a, uh, stop hard Brexit button for them. And they told them to fuck himself. Mm -hmm. So I, I felt like that was a, that was a key. Uh, thing to note and uh, well, it makes you want to smash your head against the wall I, I i think the way i interpret that right is that I, I i don't think these people have coherent beliefs i think they're they are fanatically devoted to the eu because of how it makes them feel i think they're fanatically devoted to corbin not coming into power but for many reasons class interests also like he's grubby and doesn't talk like i do and so on and i think their revulsion at corbin was greater than their desire for the eu Bing, bing, bang. That's it. And, you know, it should tell you that, you know, liberals will sacrifice whatever liberal thing they proclaim to love so long as they can keep socialists out of power. Eight Marxism, eight Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> love the eight EU. Gen- eight genders. No, wait, two. <laughs> I hate Corbyn more than I love the EU. Simple as. Simple as. Don't like it, is the door. <laughs> Riley from Trash Future, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, anything you want to plug right now? Anything uh, you guys are working on that you're excited about coming up? 
Yeah, uh, the Boney Island Whitefish is a show where myself and Andrew Law from Bunta Vista uh, review every episode of season five of the show Bones uh, from uh, Fox News. From Fox, uh, it is that season occurred from 2009 to 2010, and we think it is symbolic of a certain era of American culture. That show is, of course, syndicated on both the Trash Future and Bunta Vista Patreons. <laughs> so, you know, do subscribe to that so you can listen to the bony island whitefish that's right we'll have right. to uh, check it out riley thanks so much for joining us yo thanks a lot sam and uh see you later district send district sentinels I, whatever you call your fans we'll go with that <laughs>